0: in lifetimes
1: just keep walking i been walking for a thousand years
0: well those of you that are regular listeners will know that that song by sting is our intro to maybe a Camino interview that we like to do every once in a while maybe sometimes that happens um what a beautiful song by the way it's called dead man's rope yes and uh, the first time I heard it it made me weep weep Weep? Yeah, just weep. Just weep. Like snot weep. You know what I mean? It's called a hot mess. Really? That's how the cool kids... No, it's the cool kid way of saying it. You know I'm the cool kid guy, right? <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, the reason we're playing that is because our next guest, I found out from Kay Warren, who's married to Rick Warren, purpose-driven life guy... So she's Mrs. Purpose Driven Life. Uh, she said, I think Lisa was on the same g- thing you were on. And it turns out she was on the same thing I was on around the same time. She was about two weeks ahead of me. She's quick then. <laughs> she's always been two weeks ahead of me. Lisa Welchel, some of you might remember her from such shows as the Facts of Life. Why do I just laugh every time I quote Simpsons when because I'm doing that? Because it's the best. Um, certified life coach now. I want to. Be, I want to do that. I want to be, I want to that. be a life. Oh, I want to be a what? Nothing. What? Nothing. <laughs> I want to be a certified <laughs> life coach. Anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Welchel for the third time on the Drew Marshall. Lisa, so I have some favorites on the show over the last fourteen years. Um, Kathy Lee Gifford is 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 a very oh, good, yeah. good friend, and uh, Candace Cameron Bure has become a good friend. And one of the reasons they've become good friends is because they've been on the show so much. You're now, this is your third time on our show. Uh, can we be friends? Yeah.
1: the fact. we walked to Camino. We're, we're already fellow pilgrims.
0: Listen, there's, there's so many things that I really want to uh, talk to you about. But the first thing I, I guess I, I want to ask is, any regrets not wearing makeup during rehearsals now that you see how your former cast member George Clooney turned out?
1: <laughs> Most definitely. I would not have worn high heels for him, but I certainly would have put on some mascara and lipstick.
0: Yeah. We have to get the George Clooney thing out of the way cuz every time you get interviewed about uh, Facts of Life and you know people always go, "Oh, George Clooney was on the show." And by the way, boy, did he have a mullet. That oh, was a shocker it was an of a awesome haircut. Mullet. So you, we have so many things in common. I just want to, I want this to be the creepiest interview you've ever had. So can we just, can I try to make you feel very uncomfortable? Is that okay? Yes,
1: you're going to be competing with uh, Dalton Ross from uh, Us Weekly. And, uh, <laughs> it here made me for Survivor. That was pretty creepy, and I loved it.
0: That was very creepy. Okay, so here it goes. We have so many things in common, Lisa Welch. So many things in common. You played a character in a girl's boarding school. And I, uh, the, my last year at boarding school, it burned down. We have that in common. Um, okay. Your son, Tucker, plays guitar and struggled a little bit with ADHD. My dog's name is Tucker, and I have ADD. By the way, you know what ADD stands yeah. for, right? <laughs> Attention deficit. Boy, your hair looks good.
1: <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's very funny. Thank
0: you. You have a daughter named Clancy. Uh, I have a daughter named Jess. And Clancy and Jess are both characters from my favorite movie, Man from Snowy River. My intern's looking at me like I'm the creepiest dude in the world. I am, so just leave it alone. You got married in 1988, I got married in 1988, and and, uh, that has been a battle for both of us. you walked the Camino in 2016. I walked the Camino in t- 2016 and here's here's the weird thing. You did a silent retreat for 30 days and I took th- a three-month vow of silence. We have so many things in common, Lisa Welchel So many things
1: you do? And we can talk about them as long as we're not on a silent retreat or taking a vow.
0: Awesome. <laughs> on the Camino, there are many people that find uh, the Camino magic as it's called. and <laughs> you you wrote about it and blogged about it, so i'm I'm hoping that it's okay to talk about it because it's kind of all over your your blog. Um, it, yeah. it, it, are you okay to go down this road? do you mind?
1: go down the way, shouted. We say. Oh,
0: uh, yes. Okay. You uh, decided to do this thing, why? I mean, everybody I met on the Camino, I would ask why, even though I wasn't talking. I'd type it out and say, you know, what's the reason for you walking 500 miles? How did you explain that to people?
1: Um, You know, it changed. Originally, I, I'd set the intention for the entire year to be a journey, you know, inside to discover what was inside the, my my own psyche, and so the best way to do that is to silence all the outside noise and so that was originally a a silent retreat and then uh the camino was a way to to let go of all distractions and and just simply have just the days on end to to walk and to listen and to pay attention and and um recalibrate to the spirit of god within
0: Within me uh, I was asked this numerous times by various people about whether or not I encountered God because a number of years ago I sort of came out and said, look I, I'm no longer hundred percent certain that there is a God and I've uh, I guess I've been I've removed myself from the evangelical camp of certainty and so people when they found out I, I walked this this long uh, pilgrimage and of course the three months of silence, uh, they said well did you did you meet God did you encounter God? So I'll ask you that did you encounter God?
1: I did um in in a variety of ways that I didn't anticipate. I my intention was to walk alone as a matter of fact I didn't want to to have a lot of conversations with pilgrims along the way. I thought certainly when I'm sitting over dinner at night I, it, one of the joys will be interacting with people from all over the world who obviously are enough um you know, usually in transition to be seeking something. So I was anticipating great conversation, but I really was not interested in talking to anybody along the way. And so um, when I met Klaus on the first night and uh, over that dinner, he said, let's, I'd like to talk to you. Can we walk in the morning? Uh, I My first thought was, oh no, that's not what I want to do because I'm going to walk in silence with God. But I thought, oh, okay, you know, What's a little bit of walk? And as it turned out, that was part of what that was part of the turnaround for me. I'd spent the whole year with going inside. And even on the silent retreat, I had heard from God saying, "Okay, enough with the going inside. It's a full circle. It's time to go to go out now. And so in the um, you know, certainly in the relationship and in the conversation, uh, there was much encounter with God and then learn to read. The land all around me, and keep my ears and eyes open for what God was saying in every circumstance. And as it turned out, I realized if I really keep the distractions out and keep my eyes and ears open, I can I can have a conversation with God in just about place any any direction I pay I focus my attention.
0: Um, How do you know that the the new relationship that you're in with Klaus and how do you know that that is a real thing and not just that camino magic cuz i i talked to a lot of people again you know i don't know i think it was cuz i was the quiet guy who wasn't talking a lot of people were sharing their journeys with me and and there was there is a phenomena when you share that kind of a pilgrimage with somebody and spend that m- amount of concentrated time walking with someone talking with someone i mean it's a real intentional conversation um you're going to have an instant kind of uh, connection and there is this Camino magic that tends to happen out there. So I guess you know having come out of a 20 was it a 23-year marriage or something like that and then a few years later you walk in the Camino you you meet Klaus there's there's a beautiful connection and but how do you trust it is I guess
1: my question. Well I mean I don't think it has to do with the Camino or the magic I think it has to do with the deep intimate authentic conversation uh there was a an article in the new yorker a few years ago that it was fascinating it says you you can fall in love with somebody in 36 questions and it's a you know you just step by step ask these questions and answer them and they're 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 deeper questions that go to the heart of the matter and there's something about really sharing those uh places that are are, are most vulnerable that creates connections. So certainly, being able to walk for hours on end and having deep conversations—that um, that's the key. Whether it's on the Camino or you know any anywhere else, it's simply opening up authentically and intimately, and in in uh, sharing and connecting.
0: Yeah, again, having these discussions on the Camino, I found that um, some people said to me that I, I felt like I was losing my Camino because I was spending so much time with person X or person Y. Um, I, I was hoping for that individual uh, journey, like you said, uh, Lisa. And so do you think that your Camino was hijacked by love?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, I have to be open. To, I had to be open walking the Camino uh, to whatever. I It was not what I expected, but I either trust you know, God and, and the way and the Camino, or I don't, I'm either willing to to surrender and allow, or I want to control and, um, you know, make it what I want it. And that's, you know, that's, that wasn't my intention, Mm -hmm.
0: man. So, um, would you do it again? The Camino?
1: Oh, I so want to do it again. Yes.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about that myself. I think I'd like to do it again, just to to understand the difference between doing it in, in silence and, and 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 not doing it in silence, of course. Um,
1: yeah, I think that would be a big difference.
0: Um, okay, so as far as the Camino is concerned, I, I mean, I've got to hear about your highlight and your low light, um, uh, and I'd I'd love to hear an embarrassing story because you strike me as someone uh, who could easily walk into an embarrassing moment, Lisa Welchel. <laughs>
1: i can easily walk into an embarrassing moment but i'm also the kind of person that has a terrible memory and does not remember those Uh embarrassing moments Uh unless i write down and so thankfully i did blog almost every day on um on my camino but if i experienced it it's pretty much on the blog i mean not everything but yeah you know most of it.
0: So uh, what would be, a, I mean, other than Klaus, other than finding someone that you now love, uh, what would be a highlight for, for you as far as the Camino is concerned?
1: My, uh, without question, my favorite thing about the Camino is was waking up and getting started walking in the night and enough that I could see the stars, but then also within an hour, just enjoying the breaking of, of dawn and then listening to the birds and the certain smell. That's the first thing in the morning and the beautiful light. That's the first thing in the morning. That was, uh, I loved that. And, and that would be one of the main reasons I would want to walk it again because I would get 40 more of those wonderful mornings. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Some of those smells got a little uh, tiresome after a while, especially in in Galicia where the smell of, um, bovine methane. I, I had enough of that. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm a country girl, so that did not bother me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm a country boy too, but man, that was a lot. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Um, and uh, and what was a bummer? I mean, the whole thing wasn't just you know you weren't just love struck and walking in glory the whole time. There must have been a bummer.
1: Yeah, you know what is interesting is. Um I really did not like the the big cities. I didn't like walking into them, or walking out of them, or being in them. Maybe it was because it was so peaceful, being out away from it all, that it was a, a you know just a shock to my system and and my senses. And so I, I wouldn't say they were it was a bummer, but that was not that was certainly on the low end of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the bummer being just more about. The fact that, you know, your feet really do hurt. Your shoulders and your neck really do, does ache. And, uh, you know, physically, around hour six of walking, you're just counting down the minutes or looking for a taxi out in the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, well, let me uh, – I would like to just uh, talk about me for a second. I know that's so rare on the show, Tim. You know, but Never happens. Yeah. Um, so, here, I, did I share this, Tim, on the air about my uh, having to wake up in the middle of the night? Have I shared that before, or just with <laughs> uh, you? Uh, I, I know the story. Okay. I, I don't know if it's been on air. So, or not. What, what was the first town? Was it was o- Oriacin or Orison or something like that? Is that what it was called?
1: Yes. Uh huh.
0: Okay, so that was the first time I had slept with other people in bunk beds uh, since I was 16, I think. And it certainly was the first time I'd been in a room full of women. Uh, sleeping since well maybe ever and so i was it was about three in the morning lisa and i was not sleeping and the reason i was not sleeping and i had this big walk ahead of me the next day i mean i had to sleep but it was three in the morning and i wasn't sleeping the reason i wasn't sleeping lisa is because um i had to fart for like the last six hours and i'm not i'm not uh, gonna do that in a room full of women it's not gonna happen and so I just stayed awake, trying not to let that happen at all. And so eventually, I thought this is silly, and I decided to step down the ladder, go outside, and go out in front of the the building, the hostel, or the albergue in in Or orison or whatever it's called. And uh, in my sock feet, in the middle of the night, in the mountains, and I looked up, and all the windows were open to <laughs> to the to the albergue, and I could I still couldn't do it. So then I had to walk down the road and around the corner. Uh, just to uh, take care of things. And it was an embarrassing moment for me that to realize that, dude, really? You're that insecure that you can't, you know? Are you relating to this, Lisa, Lisa at all? No?
1: <laughs> I, I, I am. I met men like you in the who weren't as considerate or as able to be as... <laughs> I thought
0: you said you were a country guru. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. oh, anyway... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no
1: that's definitely part of the low uh the low end of the spectrum is the the bunk, the bunk beds with I mean yeah, the smells for sure. That was more than the bovine methane, just the the a room <laughs> full of feet and shoes and yeah. body smells and sounds and all of that in such close quarters um yeah, that that was definitely not not the best part of the experience. No,
0: not at all. Have you had problems explaining your experience upon your return to other people?
1: Mm, maybe because most most people that that cared followed my journey on my blog, so they, you know, they really got intimate details day to day day, and so kind of walked it with me they got it so we had a point of reference from which to begin the conversation That i didn't have to fill in a, a lot of you know a lot of the blanks
0: yeah well i i wonder how a um an enneagram type three achiever would manage on the on the camino because it would all be about destination and 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 you know and achieving would it not
1: it would but you know um the last thing an enneagram Tag three would do is be silent and still. And so, the fact that I made it through the thirty-day silent retreat, um, I was no longer a capital three. I was much more of a lowercase three by then.
0: See, I'm a I'm a four, and I'm an individualist, a romantic, and um,
1: yeah. Uh, well, and the Camino was made for you.
0: It was perfect. It was just beautiful. It really was uh so i'm i'm really i mean this is it's going to sound a little condescending or a little trite, but i 'm very proud of you for for signing up for that in the first place and then doing it achieving the Camino uh well done uh, you know the whole silent thing <laughs> the, the whole uh, being by yourself uh, but how many what percentage of the Camino were you actually by yourself do you think?
1: Well, I only walked with Klaus the first three weeks and then he had to return to Copenhagen. So um, and then there was a, a four days in between when we decided to early on kind of go separate ways because this would be ridiculous uh, to even, you know, try to enter some kind of relationship when ultimately we're on separate continents. Mm-hmm. So I would say half of it. I walked by myself okay
0: all right Uh, was it like survivor where you were sort of i mean i'm assuming there's a bit of undercover stuff that you do when you're out in the public because you're a celeb people know you you're kind of a big deal um but your hair always looked amazing still in those pictures which is just weird being on the camino and still having rock and roll (laughs) hair unbelievable (laughs) um so do you do you sort of lay low in that did anybody discover you find you out
1: you know, there were some, but, um, yeah, for defi- definitely, I didn't post pictures when I had my oh-so-attractive hat with the back flap and the front <laughs> flap and the, you know, tie around the chin strap and, <laughs> and the glasses, which is how I was mostly walking the Camino, and it wasn't to be incognito. It was to protect from the sun or the rain. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's, they're from, from all over, and, and you're going in the same direction. So, yes, I was uh, recognized at times, but uh, for the most part, I was just a fellow p- pilgrim.
0: Yeah, that's good, that, and that's the beautiful part of it. And I love the fact that you're on a trail that millions have walked for the last 1,200 years. And these people that you're walking with are on there with intentionality. You know, people do want to kind of, um, they're there for a reason. And I love that intentionality. Um, Would you want your kids to do it? Would you want, well, Clancy, Haven, Tucker, do you think they should do the Camino? Uh,
1: I would love to do the Camino with them. And I would certainly, I mean, I would encourage them and anybody. There are lots of things I've done that I would say, oh, please, just take it for me. Don't ever do that. Survivor being one of them. Um, but the Camino <laughs> I would encourage anybody to do
0: well Clancy's got to be what 25 now and she's acting you and you and she did a movie together not too long ago i think a hallmark flick is that right
1: uh yes yes she's she's uh 24 and um yeah she I think she'd be I think she'd love it I, I think Tucker would I think my son-in-law aaron probably more than anybody mm. would so maybe someday we'll all walk together but you know it's kind of hard especially when you're you're just establishing yourself which is you know where they are in life to take five weeks and go you know on across across uh, the cu- top of the country walk
0: yeah it is a chunk of time to do i mean i i did the whole three month thing i did uh I did, I did the camino in two months and then i uh, spent i flew to an island off the coast of western sahara and stayed at a monastery for for a bit of time and wrote along the way I-, I am looking forward to your next book for sure uh tell us a little about it uh, can you can you give us a little teaser or what's coming
1: yeah it is um it's about the year of intentional journeying that i took and, and there were other things that i uh, i also did that to clear space and experience uh to set the stage to be able to go deeper within and uh ultimately it is about learning to recognize uh trust and follow your own inner guidance which um you know c- coming from a, a faith that i i always was actually learned to, to not trust what m- you know my heart or myself so that was quite a big shift to realize that you know the the jesus was pretty adamant about the kingdom of heaven being within and the spirit of god being within us to reveal all things and so uh, learning to first of all be still enough to hear, and then dare to trust that I wasn't going to get myself in trouble if I then followed what was, uh, you know, my inclination from within was a, a, a big journey for me. Hmm.
0: Well, ContigoLifeCoach.com is a website you want to check out, ContigoLifeCoach.com. It sounds like you're sponsored by the water bottle people, no?
1: <laughs> I love the Contigo water bottles, It's the, but I, I I named it that mostly because when I Really felt like the next chapter was to uh, be a life coach. It was originally so that I could, you know, Jesus says, you know, em- "Emmanuel, God with us," and I, I wanted to come alongside with others and and not be the leader, but to kind of be what the Holy Spirit. You know, really is, which is to, you know, to be the helper. And, and to, I wanted to help other people be able to recognize the spirit of God leading them from within. And contigo means with you. So that's that's my heart is to walk alongside people with them and help them recognize, um, you know, their deepest callings and desires and how to make that happen.
0: Well, thankfully, uh, to the fault of technology, you were spared from two things that were going to happen today that we couldn't do when you are on Skype. We had to do it while you were on the phone. The two things we were going to subject you to was, one, we are going to play you the clip of you when you were on the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker show and that song you sang. <laughs> uh, and
1: oh, no. Oh. Y-
0: yeah, the pink shoes and the lime green pants and that whole thing. Good thing it's radio; uh-huh. people oh, would, wouldn't have seen that. Um, but I also, uh-huh. I also, um, I, I wrote a rap song for you, and 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 had a had it. We we're going to do it to the theme song of, of Facts of Life. No, yeah. how
1: can I hear this? I don't miss that. Yeah. How can I find it? A- I
0: don't know. I don't know. It's just. I see now. It's just sounding even more creepy than it did at the beginning. <laughs>
1: We'll have to go in the studio, man.
0: Yeah, we'll have to lay down that track. All I know is, Lisa, you, I've admired your journey from a distance because I'm going I'm to say this comment and then bail on the interview real quick because I'm not sure how you're going to take it. So the first time I interviewed you, I thought you were kind of a wound-up Jesus girl. And the second time I interviewed you, it was post-divorce, and you just seem so much more... Um, I don't know, transparent or vulnerable. Vulnerable, I think, is maybe the word, and and real and, and salty. You Know what I mean? And I, I yeah. I've really. And then, of course, you did the Camino and the silent thing. And there's so many things about your journey that I'm uh, I'm admiring from a distance and and watching because it resonates with with I guess where I'm at as well. I don't know something about the fifties that spun my head right out. I don't know if it did you. No oh,
1: the forties. That the forties the started the, the spinning for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate your guts, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, thank you for bearing with the, the technological issues today and and being with us again on the Drew Marshall show. You're, I think you're you're gonna t- you're gonna be tying Candace Camberbury. But oh, the sorry, the other thing you were spared from is <laughs> Candace and I like to punk people every once in a while, and I was gonna get have her listening on the line. And then I was going to talk smack about Candace to see if you, how you'd handle that. You see, we're going to secretly have her on the, why am I telling you all the things we were going to do? It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> I wish I could have done all of those. I'm very sad that I missed them all.
0: Yeah, uh, It's probably better that it went this way. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lisa, thank you for your, uh, your patience with us, your time again, and uh, look forward to speaking to you in the future. Take care.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Lisa Welchel on the Drew Marshall Show. Short break, and when we come back, we're moving on to the next guest, Heather Avis. She is the author of Lucky Few, Finding God's Best in the Most Unlikely Places. Stay with us.
1: And he said, what will it be now?